Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time that may be, wherever you are. My name is Craig Hagan, and you're listening to Raymond's Weekly Podcast. I'm sitting here with my co-host, T-Mac, Tony McKinnon, on, we're recording this February the 16th, two days after. Is it the 16th or 17th? It's the 16th. It's the 16th, two days after Valentine's Day, 2023. Probably will air in about six or seven weeks, actually, but... We just celebrated Valentine's Day, and yeah, Craig, Craig took me to a real nice restaurant. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will will say, you know, of course, I heard you guys doing your Valentine's. You know, we went to uh, Ruth Chris, and um, the adjoining table right in front of us, the um, gentleman started choking, um, and um, his girlfriend looked at me like, you know, because she didn't know what to do, do something, to do something, and so I was fixing to go do the Heimlich maneuver, but I, I, I said, you know. He's a younger guy. Um, I, I said, are, "Are you okay?" And then he gave me the the thumbs up. So because I was going to go over there and, you know, okay, since you brought it up, not the Heimlich maneuver, <laughs> yeah, the Heimlich, not the Heimlich maneuver. Yeah, but the, the, we was I was a Cracker Barrel. Yeah, about I don't know, twelve years ago, thirteen years ago, and uh, guy got up from the table, and I'm standing at the host stand waiting for my table. He gets up, comes, walks by me, and just as he walks by me, he collapses in my arms. Oh, I catch him, older gentleman. And I found out later it was his sister was eating him. She's screaming, he's choking, he's choking. And so I started doing the Heimlich on him. Yeah. And uh, he's turning blue. Wow. And uh, we, we finally wound up in the floor with him, me and the manager, doing wow. CPR. Come find out he weren't choking, he had a heart attack. Oh, Ooh. goodness. Yeah, so the Heimlich maneuver doesn't work on, mm. on a heart attack. <laughs> no. Yeah, I went to his funeral. Oh, wow. Yep. He passed away. Yeah. I don't, son, I get awful. a cold chill every time I go in a cracker barrel ever since awful. that experience. Yeah, yeah. That, that would make it kind of kind of yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, can you Ask him. And my wife, she, she saw, she's got the full frontal. She come in the front door, the door, because we was meeting there, and I, he's in my arms turning purple, and I'm, yeah, anyway. Yeah, so. um. Shout wow. out to Cracker Barrel. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Do you, <laughs> well, you, know. Do you own stocking Cracker no, Barrel? No, but, it, but it, the, they opened the first Cracker Barrel the year I was born. <laughs> okay. Craig, yeah. the year we were born. Yeah, um, Cracker Barrel. Actually, I, I really like their breakfast, but I, I do I, too. I've never had, I've never had anything else. But I think one time we've got a country fried steak. But I'm just a breakfast guy at Cracker Barrel. Yeah, mine mostly. It's all good, long yeah. as no, long as nobody dies. That's terrible. <laughs> anyway, we we have with us once again the Pennington family. Um, um, Josh Pennington pastors. What what's your church's name? More Life. More life um, in Newark. Um, I'm almost at California. Um, Newark, Ohio. <laughs> yeah. Because um, my, my kids, they were well, they were just in Newark, California. Um, what is a Newark, New York, right? Yeah, they're New York, New York. Yep. Yeah. New, is it New Jersey? New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. So Newark, California is close to Oakland area, and so that's um actually my Audi was. That's where it comes from, actually. Mm-hmm. So that's where we that's where we got it from. Because, Newark's where the airport's at in Jersey. Yeah, it's I flew we, under there before. Yeah, yeah. if you go to, to New York City, yeah. Newark is is, yeah, you is, fly is Newark. close enough airport. Yeah. You know, yeah. one of yeah, the airports. So Josh has his family, his wife Angie, and his son Alex, who's actually a first year Rama student, um, with him. And um, so, do you have a website or anything? I know you're only on Instagram. But yeah, I'm, uh, social media wise, I'm only on Instagram. Just my name, Josh. Pennington. He's mo- he's mostly likes pictures. He's been that way most of his life. Just more of a visual person, <laughs> more photos than words. Yeah, that helps me. Uh, the church's website is uh, morelifechurch.com, um, and yeah, so happy th- to be does here. Does your church have a Facebook site? Or- yeah, church is on Facebook and Instagram. 
Yep. Uh, but but you're only on Instagram. I'm only. I, I haven't. Uh, I think. No, I have. I have a Facebook page too, but I'm not as active there as I am on Instagram. Yeah, is there, like is there reasons? Like, I mean, seriously, do you like big on pictures or whatever? Because because I'm <laughs> I'm not big on pictures, so I I don't post much on Instagram. Um, um, you know, but but I do go to Instagram every day just to read. You usually direct messages that weirdos. Uh, not mean people. <laughs> I shouldn't say that because there's some some of the people I go listen to podcasts that sent me. I get all kinds of messages from all kinds of different people from yeah. all kinds of different countries. I like Instagram. Uh, the question I think is why Instagram over Facebook for me. For me, I think Instagram is uh, more straightforward, and there's less drama. It seems to me attached to Instagram than there is. Facebook. Interesting. Yeah, I um, agree. It's yeah. it's yeah. just kind of it's more one way. You're more in control of what you see, uh, more in control of what you can send to people, especially with the stories and the way people can kind of subscribe to certain things. So it just seems a lot more tame. And Facebook still feels like the, the wild wild west. wild west of yeah. social media. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't. I'm I'm always curious when it comes to social media because. I don't think anyone's really, um, I mean, I think we're so empathy stages, we don't really know actually how to use it correctly or, or even you know, a lot of businesses try or whatever, but it's really tough to figure out, you know, what the, you know. Just stay off TikTok unless you want to be part of the Chacom. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> uh, no, so, I, I, I really, uh, Instagram kind of, Actually, uh, being here at camp meeting is when my Instagram really surged. Really? After you spoke at camp meeting. After I smoke, spoke at camp you meeting. You smoked? Spoke. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I always, I always I smoke at camp meeting. <laughs> when I spoke at camp meeting in, was that 21? Yeah, but so. 21. Um, there was a big uptick that week. I, I There was a lot of people that were new connections there. And something that week, I just said, all the stuff that I've been thinking in my head that I haven't had the courage to say out loud, I'm going to put it in a, a word picture. Yeah. And people seem to start connecting with it and just, just gone crazy from there. Hmm. Well, I, I know that a lot of our, our reels, even from you know, mm-hmm. our, our synergy group, um, you know, we'll, sometimes some, we'll have like twelve or 13,000 people who look, look, don't want our reels. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. So. It's just, I guess you. Know, sometimes it's really good, and so they'll they'll, they'll just go viral or whatever. I watch them multiple times. Yeah, <laughs> not, thir- not thirteen thousand. Par- as a parent, though, having being so far away from our son, it is nice to have social media to kind of see. Oh, this is what. Oh yeah. You know the young adults service look like you tonight. Can get or, a window you feel, into. Yeah, you feel more connected to your oh, your yeah. student, your your child, um, being you know. Well, you know, th- far away that, from them, but yeah. that actually, they, they actually, I'm not sure about now, but um, especially Facebook, when Facebook first started, whatever they said that um, it actually um, caused a lot of people not to go to their high school reunion or college reunion hmm. because they keep, they're, they're keeping up with their, yeah, their friends on Facebook. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. I see. Didn't you know, feel the need to. So they didn't uh, feel the need to, mm-hmm. yeah. or, or it is interesting when you do go to your, your college or, or high school reunion or, or whatever and maybe they're not even in the same city or whatever you kind of, if if you follow them on social media you know what they're doing you know what their kids mm-hmm. are doing because mm-hmm. it's, it's it's kind of but i would say different. the same thing too uh we just had a um a class last night at church 
And there was a lady that came to the class that we offered who'd never been to a Sunday morning live sermon. Hmm. Yeah. So she, I think that it gives people a window into mm-hmm. what your culture, what your, what your church is like before they actually step in the door. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, we, we had someone get baptized and they'd never been in, in person. Um, and it's so it's cool. moved the front door. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it really has. That's it's right. It's well, and, for and, everybody, not just a church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah, because and, and, yeah, people um, kind of get a sense of what your church is is, is like. Right. Um, and you know, and I do know from the fact, you know, there are, there are some times, um, you know, when you're maybe planning to have, you know, thinking about having someone speak. I mean, you know, just because they come to Winter Bible Seminar, don't you don't get a chance to. And you know, when we go to their churches. We're speaking. We're not the ones speaking. So sometimes right. you, you really, you know, never heard them speak. And so um, yeah. we go to, on social media or go to their website or whatever and listen to some of their sermons mm-hmm. or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, because so it's, it's, it allows um, for you to kind of know what's going on before you go to church. And I, I think, you know, I do know that we kind of bash social media because, you know, they've, you know, maybe, may um, what, what do you call it, um, um, shadow ban some things or, or whatever, even among churches. But, you know, Thank God for, for places you know, where, where churches, especially during COVID, could broadcast for free, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, especially a small church, you know, you, you have a, you know, a phone and, and, a, and a Wi-Fi connection and you could broadcast your church and, and it really saved a lot of, a lot of churches during mm-hmm. COVID that weren't planning on streaming and things like that. So it's, mm-hmm. um, so um, now just for our listeners, uh, Newark, Ohio is close to the, um, Columbus area, correct? That's right. It's about an hour straight east. Um, it's not. It's far enough out to not be a suburb. So um, our county total in our county is about one hundred and fifty thousand. Our city is around forty to forty five thousand. Uh, we're the largest city in the county, and it's it's forty thousand. It's actually our hometown, and um, it, it's it's very different from the. Other Newarks that we were mentioning yeah. Yeah. <laughs> earlier, <laughs> earlier, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you, you said it's, it's it's far enough out not to be a suburb, so people don't live there and work in Columbus. Well, <laughs> no, they, it's it, yeah, no that that does they do, but it's not less of a bedroom community. Correct. Yeah, there are more it has its own identity. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, now there's a lot of things happening. Um, Intel is committed to moving into our county. So Columbus is going to be real close, mm. right, well, right on yeah, top of us. Yeah, you know, which is the, great. I think that's great. I don't mind that. It is interesting, you know, being here in you know Tulsa area, prior, which is you know I kind of consider it kind of outside the suburbs, or whatever. But but Google has a has a really large data center there and a couple other. There's tons of industrial stuff that pr- up at prior. Yeah, I mm-hmm. preached up there uh, toward the end of last year. And even though I'd been through there, I'd never been on that one north-south artery. Yeah. And, oh, my goodness, the industrials, it's, in, it's, it's huge. Now, if, I, if I'm correct, according to this is what I heard, I haven't Googled it. You know, I'd normally Google that we actually have Google's largest data center mm. in the United States um, here hmm. in Tulsa. So, um, and, um, I mean, so and I, I guess they – I'm sure the Wi-Fi on that area is really, really well. Really well, and I think Kimberly Clark's yeah. got a place up there, and then they've got one, you know, over here across the river from where you and I live. Yeah. Uh, so they're big, big in this area. Yeah. Then Amazon ha- has a big warehouse somewhere. I think that's more on 75, I believe, yeah. or something like that. But yeah, I mean, you know, and they are kind of. It's interesting because, at least in Tulsa, a lot, a lot of bigger companies have built, 
you know, in what we call the outer outer suburbs, you know, something like like what you guys' place would be, mm-hmm. um, and that's um, I, I don't know because a lot of people live in Tulsa and then work in Pryor and things like that. So, and then we have the Port of Catoosa, which is the most inland port in America, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. Um, and so we we have a get a lot of things come through the Port of Catoosa, including and it's maxed out. Yeah. As far as what they can do there, size and scope. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because with Intel for us. It's like right in between us and Columbus. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are already people moving into the area to build the in infrastructure. To, well, to build the infrastructure, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they've, they've, they've committed to $40 billion wow. in our county, which is the largest single private financial investment in the history of our state. Wow. So, so now, what about your county? Is, is it, does it tend to be more red? Oh, um, uh, very conservative. Yeah. Um, because, uh, because I'm sure, you know, part, Columbus probably isn't the most conservative. No, the no closer, it was blue you, in the last election, yeah. along with the Cincinnati. Clo- the closer yeah. you get to Columbus, you know, um, the less conservative you get. But our our community is um, right now, currently, um, lots of lots of farmers, lots of teachers, lots of nurses, you know, things like that. And it's a it's a great it's a great it's a great home. It's, a, it's been a great place to raise our kids. Um, just. Just love it. The, the little the little community that we're situated in is so tight knit. You know, they band together. Mm-hmm. Um, young young lady tragically died in a car accident um, within the last year, and I mean the community just showered her their family with love, and, and so it's like people know your name yeah. kind of community. So kind of interesting. I try to ask pastors this because I just I read a stat you know, talking about the, the number of churches that have closed since COVID. And it said most churches are running at only eighty five percent of capacity that they had before COVID. So, um, I mean, how how's your post how's your post COVID church? Um, um, that's a that's a great question. I wish I had a better answer than the one I'm going to give you. But we <laughs> just got we just got absolutely punched in the mouth. Yeah. Um, the, the, it, it, it's also too obviously you guys in Ohio probably took COVID a little bit differently than we did here in Oklahoma. Yeah, we yeah we did, and there were there was kind of some moving back and forth and some things like that. Um, in terms of engagement and attendance, that's that's better. Um, but in terms of serving, that has been the part that we have really wrestled with. We just really? have yeah. In terms of serving, it's just been... So they haven't re- come back to, to work in the nurseries and to do... That's right. You know, ushering yeah. and... We, correct. We're all... For we're, us. I don't know yeah. everywhere well, else. We're already us. struggling with a consumer's mindset and a spectator brand of Christianity. And that season fed that. It was like putting gas on the fire. And so it's, it's going to take a little bit to get people out of that back into a fully engaged uh, service. Yeah. We uh, we talked Christianity. Them, we talked about the the technology being an aid and an assistant. Yeah. Um and it was for the period of time and I was thankful for it. In fact, I was just last night for whatever reason, it's interesting it's coming up, looking back at some of those older during that period of time social media videos and the viewership was outstanding. Mm-hmm. But um I think that that maybe has lulled us into a false sense of what can be accomplished spiritually only online. It's a yeah. false positive. Yeah. I mean, I think there are some things spiritually that you got to, I believe, mm-hmm. you still got to be in the room to experience. Yeah. And, and you know, that, that's actually a good segue into why we do not have online school at Rainbow Bible Training College. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it really comes down to um, my grandfather, especially when Raymond first started, the primary purpose um, was to train ministers because um, there was lack of training for ministers. And, you know, his thing, if, if you're not willing to come, then you're not going to be willing to go wherever God's there called you. Wow. To, to That's a good point. Thing. In fact, um, um, one of our um, um, pastors up in Canada, there, there was a thought, because at one time we used to have a lot of Canadian students um, come to Touring Bible Training College, but that, that number's kind of gone down over the years. And um, we actually toyed with the idea of putting a number of campuses um, in some of the proper provinces there in Canada, you know, and so we talked to one of um, our pastors, who's also one of our Canadian board members for. Our and I'm on his board. You're on his board. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going and, up there in June. And so he actually, and we talked to him about maybe first being the first, you know, campus. And he he goes, I'm not sure if I really want to. He he says because I don't know if I would be in my where I am in ministry today if I didn't come, if I didn't leave Canada. Yeah come to Oklahoma and, you know, and I think a lot of it's too, a lot of the experiences you have as a Rhema student, um, you know, especially if your Rhema student is not maybe supported by your parents or, or whatever. So I mean, a lot of, a lot of living by faith. It's part of the training. It's part of your training. I mean, you know, so, um, and and so, um, and and then, you know, and, and I realize not everyone that comes to Rhema is, um, is going to to be in ministry but but even like being led by the spirit of god i mean there's a lot of classes that you come you almost got to be in there and then also too i believe you know the the church plays a big part of the whole training process um what whether you go out from the church to to become a um a pastor or you go back to become a head usher of your church or or work in the children's area or whatever because they've got to experience you know not that what we do here is is you know great for every place but it, you know gives you a a sense of um mm-hmm. what's going on and i i think there's you know it's just a you know that's why we do not have online courses because people that's our, our number one question we get and when people go to rbtc.org and they, they said do you have any online courses and and primarily because a lot of our graduates like I said there are called to ministry and i just don't think you can really teach um, well, in fact, um, what my grandfather said, the anointing more caught um, than taught. is more caught than taught. And, um, but also, I think um, COVID also showed us that online education doesn't really work. Um, <laughs> and a, a lot of times because people are not self-motivated, um, sometimes also because there's distractions. And I will say, I want to throw him under the bus, but my oldest son, because um, um, he was racing a, a lot, traveling quite a bit. And in fact, our senior year—I mean, our, our his freshman year of high school—you um, know—he after he missed some, some 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 days, they actually let us know. Said, "Hey, they, he can only miss this many days, you know, and and pass the ninth grade or whatever." And so um, we determined that we would homeschool him. And I'm going to tell you that there were a number of times that he had his homeschool because you had to log so many hours. So he was logging hours while he was watching YouTube or doing something. You know, mm-hmm. He was on the computer. But he wasn't always because so if you logged hours, you know, that's how they determine if you're actually on their thing. But he wasn't always reading their assignments or doing stuff. He just was logging. He wasn't engaged. Well, yeah, I mean, from from firsthand experience, I've been working on finishing my degree. And during the COVID stuff, there was lots of Zoom and the the learning was just not the same for me, you know, being in through zoom, you you can zone out, you can, you can mute yourself. You can turn your, your Mm -hmm. video off and you can look at your phone. You can do another assignment or whatever. 
And so yeah. for me, it wasn't. And you know, I'm not knocking technology at all because I, I think it's good. But um, this whole idea, I think, is interesting because Paul talks about it right in the beginning of his letter to the Romans. And he says, um, I long to be with you so that I can impart some spiritual things to you, which I think is interesting. Long to because, see your face. Yeah, like, like, he's, like he's using the best medium of technology is available, which is writing, mm-hmm. and he's saying, that's not enough. Yeah. I want to be in the room with you. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think they're all good to use, but I don't. I think we discounted being in the room, mm-hmm. and, well, I, and I think that that's a mistake. Well, according to this thing that I, that I read, what, what happened is people got out of the habit of coming to church and then they never got back in the habit or haven't got back in well, the habit. The, and there's, as, with yeah. that, there's a statistic that 20% are gone. Yeah. I mean, they're not at a church across town, and they may not even be watching online anymore. They're gone. Yeah, there are. Um, they just quit going to church. Now, mm-hmm. now, one thing, though, we did find out that um, a, a number of churches end up getting some new church members because people are able to catch their broadcast yeah. online, right. you know, because normally they would have never gone across town or whatever. And, you know, they just happened to flip over or, or what, you know, what, whatever. And, and then we have found out that a number of churches, you know, they develop new people and we don't know why, why. I mean, yeah. they, they just decided, you know, yeah. after COVID, you know, maybe I should be in church, um, you know, and, Sometimes people had some near-death experiences, and that yeah. was that kind of brought them back to, mm-hmm. you know, I really need God, especially, you know. And so, um, um, you know, I, I, I'm always curious when I talk to pastors, you know, what, you know, what's going on and how, how it, because, I mean, we went through something that no one knew how to, yeah. how, how to navigate, and and I think that's um, it was kind of interesting around here at, at Bible Church. Um, you know, I know my my dad. I mean, you know, he's like. He didn't know what to do. I mean, you know, not that we, not, not that no, anyone knows what to do, but he's like, you know, I've never seen something like this, or or, or thought we'd ever experience. And you got like so that. had so many voices, oh, yeah. trying to tell trying to you tell what you. to do. Well, I mean, if you go back to the beginning of it, no. we didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. And I remember our governor making the announcement that they were going to go into a, t- a two week lockdown yeah. on a Sunday, and I remember being ticked off and feeling a bunch of stuff. And the next day, we get a call from a longtime family friend. This man's died. And I'm like, I turn around, I'm like, oh, my goodness. This is intense, Mm -hmm. you know? And I will say this, that um, I made, if I had that to do over again, the mistake that I feel like I made was I listened to way too many voices Mm -hmm. Watched way too much stuff, read way too much stuff, and I wished that I would have. I'm kind of ashamed to say this. I wish I would have listened to less of that stuff and prayed more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just didn't do that enough. Just well, being really was, honest. No, I think I we're all in there. And, and it was such a foreign concept. I still remember the first phone call that I got uh, from one of our pastors out in uh, Washington State, and. Uh, Pastor and Mrs. Hagen were supposed to be going there for a crusade pretty soon, <laughs> and and there I believe it was the governor uh, there already, and that was one of the first ones uh, with a lockdown type situation, not have church. And I mean, I'm, I remember in that moment talking to him on the phone, 
and I couldn't process that. It's hard. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is nice. No, I mean, I just couldn't. It, I yeah, there was so many things going it on. It's it hard connect. to connect. I'm like, I don't. <laughs> yeah, and so I, I, after I thought about that, I was like, man, I should have prayed more, been led more, and listened to stuff less. So if you're out there and you're looking for a church where a pastor doesn't pray enough and isn't led enough, <laughs> more like. <laughs> well, you know, and, and that that comes down to following of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, and. You know, you you need to understand, you know what, you know what God wants you you to do, and you know what's best to to lead your church. Um, you know, and, and one thing too, like we did close down for a short time, um, not because the governor told us we had to, because he actually said he has no authority to um yeah mm -hmm. to close us down. He asked, "Would you help me here?" He, he, he asked because you know no one knew anything. He, he asked. He goes, um, "Governor, one of my our friends, he's also a PK." Um, so he grew up in a church. Mm -hmm. He said, "He said I'm going to ask my friends, the pastors, if they would consider going online." They did. He didn't say you had to. He said consider going online for a short time, so we can we can figure out what's going on. Um, and so, um, so that's why we did it. And also, too, thinking about in my own, you know, I I know that by His stripes I was healed. Mm -hmm. I know what kind of faith I have. But not everyone in my church has the same kind of faith I have. And I found out a lot of people, whenever they got sick, they would begin to get in fear. Mm -hmm. You can't have fear and faith in your heart at the same time. So, you know, and, and uh, tragically, a number of people died because they got afraid. And um, they quit believing and things like that. So, um, you know, so we didn't have church for a, for a while. And then our governor kind of figured out it was kind of political. And, and, and um, uh, now we actually opened. We were going to open regardless of whether, you know, the whole thing was going to end or, or, or not. And so in Oklahoma, pretty much COVID was, a, a, I mean, for a lot of people, about a, a month's process. Oh, and wow. it pretty much then, I mean, it, it was fairly normal, except for in Tulsa. I mean, you know, the outlying areas, Bigsby, <laughs> Broken Arrow. Broken Arrow actually, um, th their, their revenue went up. Um, their sales tax went up 28% sales tax revenue because people came to Broken Arrow because we didn't have a mass mandate mm. courtesy of my great friends on the Broken Arrow City Council and some other people who put a lot of pressure on them as well. So, <laughs> um, you know, it did take 200 people to a Broken Arrow City Council meeting one time. Um, that was a whole other aspect. But, you know, um, you know, I'm just glad we've, we've gone past that um, the thing. And, and um, I, I do know here, here in Oklahoma now, our legislature passed a, a, a rule, a law, that the government cannot tell a church how to have church, when to have church, where to have church, what kind of restrictions on your church. It's illegal hmm. because it was already illegal based on the Constitution. But anyway, that's a whole another subject. Um, so, um, you know, since we've gone almost 30 minutes, I hadn't got to what we we're going to talk about. <laughs> we'll go and bring you back next week. Um, you know, There you go. Okay. Um, Raymond Bible Training College is a great place, man. If, if you don't know what God has called you to do, or you want to learn more about the, the Bible, or you feel called to the ministry, if you go to rbtc.org, rbtc.org, give us your name, your, your email, um, and your phone number. We'll send you a digital packet immediately, and then we'll have one of our student ambassadors give you a call, talk to you more about Raymond Bible Training College, and, um, and maybe schedule a time for you to come to campus or come to our Raymond College weekend. Oh, praise God. You know, here at Rainbow, we're bringing hope, hope help, and, and healing, healing to, to the, the world. world. God bless you guys. You have a wonderful day.